Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 202. And tonight, we're recapping Welcome to Night Vale number 159, Cat Show. Which, you and I heard that, I know. We were like, yay, cats! Cecil and Carlos are even more gaga over cats than we are. And Cecil did explain that he normally doesn't cover the cat show, but this year he's entered Kaushik into the cat show. And I thought, hmm, there's going to be some fatalities from this, aren't there? Yeah, I was pretty sure on that one, too. And also, it was just nice to hear about Kaushik. We haven't heard from him in a while. I don't even know if he's mentioned him in passing in the last five or six episodes. No, and throughout the entire episode, we got more information about what Kaushik looks like than we ever have before. Okay, so let me see. He's got the fluffiest little tentacles. That was one thing. No. He also has pinchers. I think I remember hearing that one before. I definitely knew about the tentacles and the stingers on the tentacles. Pinchers was a new thing. Uh, He's got extra sets of eyes. Had we heard about that before? I think maybe. I'm not sure. But the one that got me the most was later on in the episode. They talk about him flapping his wings. And I'm like, he's got wings! Yay! He's got nacreous scales, I think is what he said. And apparently his tentacles excrete a sedative of a kind. So more on that later. Yeah, pretty much. So the cat show is being held at the station because, of course, Kashak is stuck in one place hovering in the men's bathroom four feet above the ground. So I thought it was actually really nice of them to hold it at the station just in deference to that. That was very considerate. And the drawback of having the cat show in the station is that apparently station management is super allergic to cats and Cecil can feel the floor shuddering from the sneezes from where station management is underground. And I mean like burrowed deep underground into the magma of the Earth's core. That's how far down they've gone to try to get away from all the cats. And Cecil has sent the new station intern, Simon, to get them some Benadryl, but the hole that station management dug down is 16 inches wide, and Cecil went into this long detail about Simon has this phobia, you know, he's claustrophobic and he has this phobia about being far underground, but you can hardly move, but you can feel things grabbing at your feet. And Cecil's like, that's, you know, we've got to have a can-do attitude, Simon, so go do your job. And I don't think we heard from Simon for the rest of the episode, did we? No, we can assume that we're going to eventually get an announcement about to the family of Simon. We just want to say (laughs) thoughts and prayers. Um, We went straight from that to the news and strange men have arrived into town. They're actually talking about a plane that crashed in 2012 on June 15th. Um, it's a plane I know we've heard about before. I, this is, sounds so familiar. I can't remember if it's something that's like the plane has landed somewhere or has people that appeared in town and had to adjust to the fact that they're in Nightville and they can't leave. But yeah, it was members of the National Transportation Safety Board. And they said that the radar originally showed that the plane had crashed in Lake Erie, which Sheriff Sam just laughed at that silly made-up name and wondered if they maybe weren't remembering something from a young adult novel. Exactly. But then Sheriff Sam remembers that Doug Biondi is somebody in town who actually knows more about this plane, um, but he's in an asylum. And then there's this really complicated plan that Sheriff Sam comes up with to get the strange men into the asylum. And that's kind of where we left it. I had this idea when Sheriff Sam said that 
he was going to like do an undercover operation where he would bring the strange men to the asylum as inmates and they were dangerous people and they obviously needed to be locked up and that way they could get in and talk to this yeah I think Sam's setting him up to be locked in the asylum for being crazy and believing that Lake Erie is a thing yeah exactly also Cecil very much continues to use the they them pronouns when they talk about Sheriff Sam yeah I don't think it's I don't think that gender is necessarily set which is funny because I notice that you tend to talk about Sheriff Sam as he, and I always think of Sam as she, which is probably as it should be. Yeah, kind of balances it out. But one other thing about the strange men is that they all had some strange thing going on with their anatomy or their bodies or something. Like one of them was wearing many wedding rings and another one was weeping yellow tears and another one had like a nosebleed and it was all very odd. So yeah, they're from the um, National Transportation Safety Board, but maybe not our National Transportation Safety Board. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But we didn't hear any more about that because we had to go right back to the cat show where Cecil was talking about having to log Koshak in for the show and you have the choices of long hair, short hair, smushy-faced or miscellaneous. And he said Koshak is definitely smushy-faced. I'm like, no way. I didn't know Koshak was one of the smushy-faced cats. That's interesting. I I kind of prefer the other cats, but with all the other weirdness that's going on with Koshak, I'm sure that just blends right in. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And also there was some back and forth on what Koshak's last name would be registered as. And at first, Cecil really wanted Carlos's last name because it's more interesting, but they did eventually settle on Cecil's last name because Cecil was one who found Koshak, so his name is Koshak Gershwin Palmer. My question is, what's Carlos's last name again? I'm pretty sure we've never heard it before. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking about it. Uh, listeners, all five of you, if you know that we're wrong, we could have looked it up for the podcast, but why would we prepare? Uh, we had the community calendar. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Lo- love when we get the community calendar. Um, Friday is the Tour of Lights, and that's where you get pulled around by a tractor carrying a cart full of hay to look at all the big Christmas displays. Although he didn't refer to it as Christmas, but there was a gigantic lighted Santa with his army of little elves or something. Yeah usual Night Vale weirdness. Oh, yeah. Um, but the next day is going to be the downtown bar crawl, which involves a lot of creepy crawly things going in and out of bars. Very strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday is Tamika Flynn's book club. They're going over a riding lawnmower owner's manual. <laughs> a lot of technical terms and jargon and everything. I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, obviously they refer to it as very prestigious book. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. Um, and Monday is running a few minutes late, but it wants everybody to know that we can start without it, which I think is probably a good thing for Monday to say. So Cecil's watching the cat show judging, and he's never gone to a cat show before, so he's really fascinated about how judging involves all the judges picking up the cat and examining its teeth, and then everybody holding it spread eagled so they can measure it in all dimensions. And Cecil's actually really kind of judgy about the fact that these cats aren't fighting back the way Kashik would. So he actually yells at them to stand up for themselves. So I, there seemed a lot more opinionated today than Cecil's been previously. Yeah, but he did have a good fact about cats. He talked about, you know, cats are not like dogs and cats are going to have you on their own terms and everything. And he says that cat's love is conditional and judgmental. And I'm like, Yes, it, it really, really is. is. Oh, yes. yes. Wow, boy. <laughs> so then they talked about the various cats that were being brought in, and Amber and Wilson 
had this fist-sized orange polydactyl cat named Berthold um, with a lot of eyes, but Cecil didn't think that Berthold's chances were good because when the judges got close, he skittered away up into the ceiling with the web that he had built. And I'm like, okay, moving on. Yeah, I I listened to that and Cecil referred to him as polydactyl, but then he said he's got eight legs and then a cluster of eyes and then crawling up the wall to the web. I'm like, Berthold's a spider, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Right. Susan Williams has this scraggy, basic tabby that she's named Dumpster, and Cecil is very poo-pooing that cat's chances, except the judges all love Dumpster. Yeah, I, they seem to think that he was a very special breed. So, yeah, good for Dumpster? I think also that's yeah. a great name for a cat, Dumpster. <laughs> that is a great name for it. But, I mean, you guys named your cat Starbuck because you found Starbuck outside of the Starbucks. So, I mean, why wouldn't you name a cat Dumpster? I had a coworker who said, wow, it's a good thing you didn't find her outside of a Home Depot. Thank you. I'll be here all night. (laughs) Uh, We went from there to the traffic. There's been a slowdown on the road because everybody all at once started thinking about Uranus and giggling their heads off. So that's what's going on. Everybody in the westbound lane having the exact same thought about Uranus at the exact same time. So to the point where I think it's even starting to affect the eastbound traffic. So everybody better stay away from that area for now. Yeah. The eastbound traffic isn't doing quite as badly because they can't think of anything funny about Saturn. And I'm like, that's just so random. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's uh, we come back and it's the big moment because Kashik is up for judging. And the judges have gone into the men's bathroom and they have completely disregarded Cecil's warning about needing to wear gloves when touching Kashik, which they don't think is necessary because obviously they know how to judge cats. Yeah, they end up with uh, Kashik's tentacles wrapped all over them and Kashik starts screaming screaming this sound that only other cats can hear and now all the other cats are coming charging and their eyes are glowing and all the pet owners are screaming and Cecil decides nah, I smell a champion here for now let's go to the weather <laughs> he's just totally fine with all of it no problem I would love got a picture because that's when they made the comment about Kashuk flapping his wings and screaming and tentacles flashing around and everything. And I'm like, that would make a really great picture of fan art. When I think about Kashuk, I'm starting to think about the cat from the um, Captain Marvel movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the Flurkin. Yes, the flirkin, exactly. Yes. yes. Maybe Kashuk's a Flurkin. We don't know. Entirely possible. Because the Flurkin also does seem to be bigger on the inside than the outside. So there's something otherworldly going on about both of them. So anyway, moving right along, um, today's weather was you had mentioned that it started out kind of 80s and went real 70s real fast. Yeah, it did. It was all very much of a, a electronic keyboard sound, but it was sort of a TV soundtrack 80s kind of feel to start out with and then swerved into the 70s. It was nice. It was kind of bouncy. Yeah. Very nice. It was called Fuzzy Disco by Talkie, that's <laughs> the name of the band, um, which is appropriate in all ways. I mean, it was definitely a disco sounding kind of tune, and it's also an episode all about cats, so Fuzzy Disco. There we go. But we came back, and the judges have all woken up from their stupor, but they are no longer speaking human languages. No, they're hissing at people and trying to crawl under desks, and obviously they've been turned into cats, mentally, if not physically. Yeah, and Cecil was kind of 
well, he was feeling a little bit of shade and fruit about it because they had ignored his warnings. But now he's wondering, maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe this was their goal the whole time. He doesn't know how cat shows work. Maybe that was kind of the point. Yeah, exactly. So they and all the other cats escaped through the window of the men's bathroom and everybody ran out in this giant pack of cats, meeting up with other cats on the way, all of them except Kashek, because Kashek's stuck in the men's bathroom four feet above the ground. And Cecil thinks Kashek's pretty happy. I mean, maybe a little bit regretful that he couldn't join all of his cohorts that are even now are staging a feline revolution. But, you know, mm-hmm. indoor cats is probably safer. Yeah, I I didn't want to turn this into a PSA or anything, but, you know, the whole idea about indoor cats versus outdoor cats. My idea is, and this is a controversial opinion, if you want to have an indoor-outdoor cat or just an outdoor cat, I do think that is your right as a cat owner, as long as you accept the fact that your cat will have 50% of the lifespan of another cat. I mean, that is, I mean, the chances of something really awful and them having a painful death is so much greater than if you have an indoor cat. But if you are okay with that, okay. But I just, I think all these people who talk about, oh, but my cat will be so much happier outside. I'm like, as long as you're fine with them dying earlier, that's fine. I know that sounds really judgy. I tried not to make it sound judgy, but seriously, the cat will die, okay? Well, you know, when we were in third grade, we were living in a house, a farmhouse uh, in the wilds of Alabama, and people would dump their cats all the cats, dogs, I mean, they're always dumping their unwanted animals. We would end up having to truck so many of them to the Humane Society or try to find homes for them. And we had, what, at least five cats at one point that were just our personal cats that we took care of and fed and cuddled and played with and everything. We lost all but one of them. I mean, one of the ones that we lost was right before we moved down to Florida, the night before. And we lost them all to cars. They all got hit by cars. So I could never have an outdoor cat. But we're going to stop the PSA now. Yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop. We'll stop. Anyway. 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 Um, yeah. So uh, there was no judging of the contest at all. Cecil's pretty certain that Kashik would have won. And I tend to believe him. But um, yeah, that was that was it. That was the end of the whole. I was expecting more chaos and confusion after that. Speaking of cats, my cat is in my lap and she is in a mood. Out, out, out. Go, go, go. <laughs> we need to get like a screen cap of her biting you at some point because she's oh just, my God. she does the thing where she just wraps her arms around your arm and bites and then rears back <laughs> to get another bite at you. Yeah, right. I'm looking at her now. I'm like, yeah, it's freaking adorable cat. Anyway. Um, yeah, but that was at the end of the episode. Um, but it was another five minutes to the end of the YouTube video because we had a trailer for the newest season of the Orbiting Human Circus of the Air, which we did not listen to at all. Hard pass. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I've, anyway, we, I don't want to bag on them, but, um, yeah, no, anyway. So that was it. That was all for Night Vale for this week. Uh, anything else going on with you in the nerd world? No, just that, you know, the two of us finished up our 30 days of dragon drawing on Instagram. Yes. So you all can go check that out. That was fun. That was exhausting. I hardly know what to do with myself without having to do a drawing tonight. It's weird. I know. I know. And all these people who did Inktober the month before, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys did that for 31 days. I was like, <laughs> after 30 days, I'm like, whoo, finished. I'm done. I'm glad I did it. But whoo. But yeah, no, it was really fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I think I've found the magic combination of hashtags to get uh, attention from people. Is go ahead and hashtag Dragonlance, hashtag Welcome to Night Vale, and if you want, you can hashtag Tea Dragon Society, because that last picture, I tagged all three of those because I put characters from all of them in the drawing. Whew, it's up to over 100 likes now. I know! 
I saw that. It's also a really cool picture. So it could be, you know, completely independent of the hashtag that people like, <laughs> it's like it. But yeah, I, wait, here's hoping. Uh, the only thing going on with me, I'm actually. I'm trying to kind of get a jump on some of the movies that might get nominated for Oscars because I kind of like to see as many of them as I can. And there's been a lot of talk about The Irishman, which Mm -hmm. just hit Netflix, and it's a Martin Scorsese movie. And so even though it just hit Netflix uh, early last week, I think everybody's been talking about how, oh, it's definitely going to get an Oscar nod. So I watched it. And? It is a Martin Scorsese mobster movie starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Joe Pesky. It is exactly what you think it is. I mean, <laughs> okay. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad, but it will not surprise you even a little bit. It is also three and a half hours long. Three and so. a half? Good God. Yeah, I, I watched that one over the course of two days because I'd stop every once in a while going, oh, God, how long is this movie? But, you know, um, I think it, it's got a – I don't think – think it's got a shot at best picture at all because it's I don't feel like it does anything new I mean the cinematography is great and the acting is off the scale but it's just every beat seemed so predictable to me very well filmed enjoyable in its way in it's three and a half hour long way but I'm going to call it right now this the only reason why it might get nominated is because Martin Scorsese I really think so but Uh. I think maybe some of the actors and actresses have a shot at best actor and supporting actor nods, I think. Well, I'm four episodes into the latest season of The Crown, and I am enjoying Ooh. the heck out of it. Olivia Coleman, yeah, perfect choice for the part. Oh, I yeah. mean, she does that that withering disapproval without really changing expression uh, look that she gives. It's pretty amazing. But also, she's also funny. I mean, she doesn't really get a whole lot of chance at humor in this role because she's playing the friggin' queen of England, but she just packs so much into every expression and we just the episode tonight involved um philip's mother who uh is a princess but she became a nun and i need to look up the name of the actress who played his mom because she did a great job she was very frail but at the same time she's very serene and someone was interviewing her and she was talking about when she was growing up that apparently she'd been born deaf and everyone thought that she was mentally disabled because of it. And oh. at some point in her life, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and she was sent off to a mental institution. And she said that she was treated by Freud. And there was a pause. And she said, he was oh. not a kind man. And I just, so much oh, yeah. information hidden behind that one sentence right there. So, wow. yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it as usual. I mean, the writers, and the actors, the directors, the set designers, I mean, everybody is knocking it out of the park this one. Nice. Very awesome. But I guess that's going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the comic book reviews, the movie reviews, the photo galleries. We end up, we're going to have three total photo galleries for DesignerCon. And I love the little booze that you sent me from DesignerCon. The itty bitty little ghost statues. Oh, there's um, Wamu, U-A-M-O-U is the name of the company. And they have these little teeny tiny little ghosts that are about the size of your, the first digit on your pinky finger. They're all little bitty but boy they sell a lot of like real high-end collectibles but their booth always has a selection of little itty bitty booze so i gotta get those and other than that i don't really know what our plan is for next week getting closer to christmas we are it's time to get started shopping yeah and you and i are gonna have to do a 
fan art gallery of all of the ships that we did from our shipping podcast of number 200. So sometime between now and Christmas, I'm guessing that will be our quote unquote episode for that week. Yeah, and I'm probably going to have to get started on some more fan art because you know, some of my ships, there just aren't any artworks out there for them. Not at all. I mean, He-Man and the Sorceress? No, everybody wants to go with Tila. Even one time when I thought he was talking with the Sorceress about them being married. No, it's he'd been away. And while he was gone, Tila became the sorceress. So I'm like, unfair! What? No, that's a bait and switch right there. But no, <laughs> I feel yeah, a lot of my ships, there's not a lot out there unless you count VG Cats, which I bet there's a lot of stuff on the uh, porn site now, but woof. I um, actually saw somebody referencing that. They wanted to know what was the weirder swerve. The uh, Sinfest webcomic going full Rad femme or VG cats going full on porn. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I don't, I mean, I think for VG cats, I feel like he saw that there was all this really popular porn fan art that had been done of it and just kind of figured, why am I not making any money off of this? Which is probably got a point, you know. Power to you, man. Yeah, it's all right. But so I am sure we will figure out something to talk about next week in the nerd world. But uh, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. Oh.